dispossessed and he's put his defense in trouble here Ken over the top Providel nowhere Juventus take the lead Moise Ken two in two well played Milik Locatelli Kostic Philip Kostic it's Moise Ken's night finishing the year with a bang Moise Ken doubles for Juventus Chiesa just onto the edge pulls it back Arkadius Milik Juventus with Chiesa back on the field have run over Lazio here tonight Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Turin Giants podcast. This is episode 204, and tonight it's me, Dave, and with me, Dash, the co-hosts of the YouTube channel, going duo here on the podcast. Dash, how are you doing tonight, my friend? And you're muted. He's muted. He's muted. He's having audio problems, but here he is. <laughs> I muted myself <laughs> because I didn't want to talk through the intro. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Hey, from the podcast or the YouTube sector of all this fun stuff. I'm so excited that the software muted me, guys. That's how stoked I am right now. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the excitement was bleeding over. You can't. It's like uh, when you hear the parents in the next room, right? You got to put the earmuffs on. It's like that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Dash would know he still lives with his parents. Uh, I'm sure that's a common occurrence for him. Uh, do you need to talk about it, or should we just move on to really the season so far? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. What? Huh? huh? <laughs> so you just heard the audio there of the last match. We were coming hot off the heels of the Lazio win, three nil for Juve. That six straight, not only wins but clean sheets. 10 clean sheets on the season out of 15. Not so bad, not so bad. So, Dash, this is almost a story split in two here. You have our European story and we have our domestic story. Uh, Do you want to... Are they separate? Are they the same? How do we see this? See, I don't know. I think I see them separately than I do see them the same. I mean, it's a... I came into the seasons. I didn't have that much expectation as far as the Champions League goes. I, I didn't think much of it. So for me, that was kind of the Champions League was always playing with house money. It never was. Um, we're betting on something there. Uh, the season I expected us to do better in the league, more than what I expected us to do in Europe uh, with that. So I, I kind of get the frustration that a lot of people had for the for the Champions League in itself. But in my head, I'm like. We're not going that far. There, there's no way that we're going to go all the way in the Champions League. So I, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I would have liked to get out of the group, but at the end of the time, I might like making it as a big catastrophe as some other folks did. Not really, but I mean, with the league, we're kind of right where I expected us to be. Yeah, and we are currently sitting in third, and there's a couple of what-ifs in there as well. And we don't want to dwell on them too much, but recently, Milan... They got an extra couple points there with a couple of calls in their favor, or non-calls, if you will. Uh, they could have easily lost tied to Fiorentina there. 
That would have changed the table. Of course, we can harken back to the Salernitana match. Uh, that dreadful, dreadful match of, of just missed calls altogether. We could be in second. It is what it is. We are in third. But to know that, one, you have very hot Napoli. And nobody's catching them right now. So kudos to Napoli. Yes, we hate them. Doesn't matter. They're doing well. But realistically, the team ahead of us, Milan, we could very well be ahead of. And yeah. at this point in time, if we were to face them tomorrow, I would put my money on Juve as beating them. I would too. I, I honestly think uh, Milan's showed one thing is they are not really bringing anything to offer as far as the offensive phase of the game. Uh, even even defensively, I think Tamori is atrocious. Besides, so he just decided to have some goal line clearances yesterday uh, against Fiorentina. But I think our stock is trending upward, while theirs is trending downwards. Because like good vibes and hanging out, it's kind of what you know. Pioli's on fire. That whole little thing about Milan is going. That can only carry you so long. And Milan doesn't have really a style of play or anything like that. It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped to a third or a fourth spot on the table. Um, the the two teams that are going to challenge Napoli are us and Inter. I think those are going to be the two teams that have the strongest candidates or the repertoires. I say Inter just because of how they bounce back against us. We beat them 2-0. They went on and thrashed Bologna 6-1. <laughs> and yeah. then they uh, they won again yesterday. Yeah, they won yesterday against Atalanta yeah. where they were down 1-0. They equalized and then went ahead and won. So I think out of resilience, I think the only two teams that are really going to push Napoli at the end of the year is going to be us and uh, Inter. I would be shocked. I think Milan could be in the in the fray, but I don't really see them. Well, you don't know. They they could pick it back up. They certainly have proven it last year, winning the title. It's mostly the same team. There's a few changes, but they have what it takes to go the distance to have that staying power. They'll keep it interesting. The only way this stays truly interesting is Napoli has to drop points. So we still have to face them those two more times. I mean, only 15 games into the season. So think about that. That's That could be not only a 10-point difference. If we win two of those, both of those matches, that's now only four points. Yep. So more what-ifs. I get it. There's tons of what-ifs. Inter's got to play them right after the break in January as well. If Inter takes those points off Napoli. And, and again, that's a double-edged sword. So if Napoli wins, yes, it's harder to get out to first because they, they keep on winning. But now we get that buffer to to enter in that fourth, fifth spot. You know, maybe sixth. The gap starts widening in that sense as well. So it comes down to the fact we have to keep on doing what we do and not focus on the other teams. And I think that ha that is what we've done ever since that third trio, which obviously worked. I know there was a debate there. Is it archaic? Does it do anything? Coincidence or not, after we had that trio, things got good. And we started winning. We started getting clean sheets and we started looking like a team. And that's really where it all started from is we started looking like a team. So, we have some quality. We're showing some Grinta now. 
We're acting like a team. Is the, are we now the team to beat? Is Napoli really the real deal? Do they have what it takes? Does Milan pick it up? Does Inter pick it up as well and make this charge? Who's got this going forward? Like who? Who you? Who's the racehorse that you're betting on at this point? See, for Napoli, man, it it all depends on what their tarot card reads for the week. Because you know how superstition the Napolitans are. So like, yeah, you know they're gonna do their coffee things or their you know tarot <laughs> cards, astrology, and all that stuff, and then they might just do something wrong and their entire season falls apart. I think Napoli is just one one bad juju away from a real fall and it usually happens i know they say spalletti drops points in december but ironically we're not playing in december <laughs> so uh we're going to probably see something in january because napoli's schedule is going to be tough in J january they've got us they've got inter so they've got some big games in january as well so yeah we'll see how it happens because last season they dropped in february and march and everyone's like you know hey yeah well we're winning the games that we would drop last year um, no, you were kind of in the same position last year as you were this year. So you still still fumbled the bag. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. But let's not focus too much going ahead. Uh, we have some time. We have six weeks off, really. We're going to have to fill in these six weeks with some content. So maybe we'll look more ahead in future episodes. Uh, but really, were we what, what we did these past... It was about three months. Where do you rate us? So I, I think we have to break this down to three. We have to do. do you, yeah. Do you have the poll for it? Do you have the results from. Uh, the I do. And test? I'm going to share this. I, I know uh, only those on YouTube. So, yes, we're on YouTube. We're obviously on the podcast as well. So if you're listening to this just on the pod, please do check us out as well. Just turn giants. Type that in right into to the YouTube and you will see our pretty faces. One of us are pretty. You can decide which one. Um, <laughs> are we, are uh, we but, really, are we really doing this now? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So here's the poll. I just put it up a few hours ago. So let me refresh it as well, just to make sure. Um, thirty votes. So of course, please get on this. Basically, how do you rate the season so far? Uh, a, B, C, D. So A is at zero percent. B is at 30%, C is at 57 and D is at 13 So I picked I picked B. And this is where it gets tricky because the Champions League really pulls us back. The beginning of our season really pulls us back. But and this is the recency bias part as well. This is why I want to come come back to this in like five weeks or so. Right? How are we feeling at that point? But we can't deny the past six games in the league. Six wins, six clean sheets, ten clean sheets on the season. The second best defense in Europe. Only Barcelona conceding less at five to R7. These numbers. And I, man, if, if you guys have been listening to the lives... We go through stats as they develop, develop throughout the week, and some of our stats, like 576 minutes without conceding a goal between both Perrine and Tech. There, man, there's so many positive stats right now that it's, it's hard not to be throwing points, not to be grading at a higher level right now, even taking into consideration Europe and the first, uh, the first few weeks. I, I don't know, Dash, 
Uh, do you, could you level me out a bit here? Or? I could. I mean, if you want me to. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and, and we'll talk about it. So I, I was probably one of the minority that rated the squad at a B, B minus on that chart. Um, because the reason why I gave it a B is the clean sheets. So that, that to me showed that, hey, even though certain things happen, the squad's established a defensive presence. That we know, okay, cool, that we do have a great defensive structure for the squad going forward right now. Um, I get I get the C. It makes sense. C is probably the more plausible answer. But I was going to give a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt to the squad where they have that established grit, that established defense going into it. Guys, we stopped two high-scoring offenses, Inter and Lazio. Yeah, we played at home, but guys, Inter is the second-best offense in the league behind Napoli, and Lazio is up there, I believe, third. So we just you know, clean-sheeted second and third offensive best teams in the league. So mm-hmm. that is not an easy feat. So I, I don't care what kind of person says it on Twitter or wherever where they're like, Oh, well, you know, uh, the clean sheets are a meaningless stat. They don't really do. I'm like, guys, we just blanketed two of the best offensive teams in the league. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and those are two big wins. And just to harken back to last year as well, how we couldn't beat any of the big teams. We just dispatched Inter and Lazio. Which, yes, now technically they are lower in the table. They are below us. But that's because we beat them. We had to beat them to take their spot. Milan, we lost to. Uh, Napoli, we haven't played yet. So, again, Milan, you can argue, should be ahead of us. They did beat us, even though maybe they didn't deserve all their points. Whatever. Napoli, they're, they're the only people that we really have to challenge at this point. We got we got the rest of this table. I, I can comfortably say at this point, with the momentum, with the skill that we've showed, and... I'm going to quote KB here as well. Uh, this team has shown that they have the Grinta and adopted uh, the never give up attitude. He rated them as a B because of that, but but that's exactly it, right? They they've matured, and for me that means so much. It's that psychological aspect of it that yes, we we realized. We were not a team. We then realized that we had to become a team. And to become a team, we have to put our heart out there. We have to put our body out there. We have to come together and sacrifice. And we've started seeing that. Locatelli with the slide tackles. Even Paradez coming in with some slide tackles. Rabio Boss in the midfield. Keen getting a brace. Milik, uh, man, sat today at this time last year. Merlata was our number one striker, had five goals. Milik at six as our number two, possibly number three striker. Everything is looking up. Yes, recency bias, I get it. But, man, the trajectory, the potential, it's, it, gets, it gets me going so hard. Like inside, I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah. just going. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm just going so hard. Does it? Does it? <laughs> but you know, and the thing is, is that's the beauty of it because, like, we're going into it in the beginning of October, and the squad just looked absolutely jaded with each other, not sure what to do or how to go about things, and then all of a sudden, now it's like 
we see the the huddles, the team huddles in the beginning of the matches, at the end of the matches. Everybody synced together. And I want to say, and I say that in our Lazio post-game show, was that I think the main person that deserves a lot of credit on the squad is Daniolo. Yes. Uh, he's been a rock as far as an emotional figure for the younger guys and just kind of that guy because Bonucci ain't that he ain't he ain't it as far as a leader. And ironically, we've performed a lot better with him off the pitch as well. Yeah, I, the Brazilians. And I ain't my words. I said this on one of the lives a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had to make the formal apology publicly. I kind of trashed Brazilian defense saying that it's not that solid. Guys, we have the most solid defense and they're all Brazilian. Dave's all about that uh, <laughs> that, that Samba D. <laughs> Got to give me that Samba D right now. No, like they, they proved me wrong. It's amazing. Uh, we're back to our old defensive stats. We're picking up offensively too, but... We're playing a 3-5-2 with three Brazilians in the back, and it's working. Who would have predicted that? Find me a person who predicted that. And uh, I'll... Not even even me, guys. That's insane. It's insane, and that's why I love that stat. Mostly because I'm wrong, but I'm so wrong that it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, thinking about it, too, is... The season's kind of been full of surprises as far as players go because, like, let's talk about Moise Keen for a little bit. Moise, you know, <laughs> I was I was on the bandwagon of let's ship this poor kid out without any any thought in the world. I wouldn't have hesitated if someone told me that. Oh no, something happened to Keen; he can't play. And I'm like, oh, ah, I'm so so disappointed. Um, Keen made me eat my words. I think Keen's made a lot of critics critics eat my eat their words. Um, apparently, Keen hasn't been eating because he did drop like six kilograms. Uh, he said that in a post game interview. But four goals and four starts, five goals recently. He overtook Milliken's scoring. All our strikers are scoring. There's no problem there. No. Because there just really isn't. Because if we look at Milik, Vlahovic, and Keen adding all their goals together, they're all double digits. Uh, The total, Uh, not individually. Yeah, Uh, together. Yeah, and then also our midfield. The midfield, they're at 10. They're still at 10, right? They didn't score any this weekend. So, guys, we're scoring. We're not the most prolific scoring team. No, and I think that's the one thing that we need to improve for sure, right, guys? Like, I mean, offensively, we're kind of giving the fans blue balls. Uh, I mean, we're starting to get more goals through it. Uh, I mean, with Lazio and Empoli, but... I still think that the squad does need to work on finishing their shots and their chances because we got through Hellas, guys. And, you know, it was an ugly game. It was a gritty game. But if we had some better finishing, I think we would have made it a bigger score line. Like Moret, and he's even come out and said that there's a few chances where he could have easily finished. I mean, there's, yeah, there's still room for improvement. Absolutely. We're not. And I know it sounds like I'm just completely losing my mind getting on the span wagon. Which, yes, I am, but I'm also realistic. There, there's areas to improve. Our finishing is one of them. Uh, our connection through the midfield is still a little sloppy as well. Everything's improving, but we're not quite there yet. We're we're obviously in the Europa League. 
we're there because we're not at that top, top level. And Serie A, obviously, we're proving that we can beat these teams. But we had a very bad European campaign. Obviously, we still have more in the Europa League. I know there's people out there that, if it's not Champions League, they don't want to hear anything about it. Which I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get that argument at all. Whatever. If you don't want to watch the Europa League, fine. Don't watch the Europa League. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna support our team because that's what it comes down to. Whatever competition that they are in, we are watching. And and that's what. How many of you guys watched the preseason? Because I watched the preseason. Why would I go out of my way to watch the preseason but not watch the Europa League competition if my team's in it? Why? It doesn't make sense. If I'm gonna go and commit myself to watch every single game i'm gonna watch every single game i don't care what competition it is so that's where i stand i'm gonna support them uh it's not the champions league and that sucks i get it it sucks but we're at the point right now where we need to rebuild that confidence and the europa league is that competition where we can go in and go deep go real deep and do that quite comfortably and get that confidence, and hopefully by the time we get to those semifinals, we're just bumping along so hard. I mean, at that point, <laughs> at that point, yeah, you, you can likely have Vlahovic, Milik, Keane. You can have all our strikers on double-digit goals, realistically. So yeah, and let's let's do it. Let's get these guys firing. Yeah, and, and you know, and the thing is, is also when you win the Europa League, you're in pot one. For the Champions League draw, yeah, let's win it. So it's it's why not go for it? It's just one of those things. You get the twenty mil, you get pot one. If you finish second in the league or you don't win the league, you're still in the best pot for the group stages. So you're still going to get a favorable group anyways. So hey man, go in there, play for it. Yeah, and I I mean that was me cheerleading a little bit more now into the Europa League. But the the fact of the matter is is yes, we we are in the Europa League, so we have to talk about how that affects our rating on the season thus far of the 22 games. So six of those games being in the champions league group stage, winning only one of those to Maccabi Haifa, losing the other one to Maccabi, which is embarrassing. PSG is sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Finish. PSG is running with the cheat codes. We get that Benfica absolutely on fire. Very tough team. On paper, should we have beat them? Probably. We, we should have probably given them a, a, a bit more of a run for their money. But we were in a really hard group. No excuses. We should have bought beat Haifa both times. We should have tried taking some points off PSG Benfica. We got three points out of a possible 18. Not good enough. No, it's not. Uh, at least eight points. That would have been the bare minimum of that group is eight points. Six from Maccabi and a hypothetical draw from both the home games for PSG and Benfica. Yeah. Eight. We 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 were short. That's that's it. I mean that's that's it. But like, you know, I just for me, I don't care this season about the Champions League. I never did. Even last season too. Like it just I knew we were playing with house money. It, it's just there's no sense of a deep run unless we just had something completely go our way. So I get the initial disappointment, but for me, it's like, uh, I don't know. I And I get people are like, well, if Real Madrid fell into the Europa <laughs> League and blah, blah, blah. Guys, Real Madrid and us, we don't have Real Madrid's financial structure. 
we knew going into Ronaldo's last season with us that we were in a bit of a hole squad wise. Mm-hmm. Like if if anybody thought that under the Pirlo Allegri 1.0 season or 2.0 season last season that we had a chance for competing for the Champions League, you're absolutely out of your mind. There is no way with with the midfield that we ran last year and and the previous year of a Pirlo year. No way. Yeah. Absolutely. Our midfield was bad. We're only finding it now with these youngsters really starting to find their form as well. That's a blessing that none of us could have wholeheartedly predicted because we never know how these guys are going to turn out, especially giving them uh, more minutes, playing them consistently. And, of course, we've seen some drop-off from Murati Fajoli. They can't be banging them in every match or, or acting like they're ADP all of a sudden, like Fajoli in that goal, right? Like those were moments of brilliance, but they're settling into their role. Uh, they're getting their their minutes. They're playing consistently. They're becoming regulars. That is something that we, I think we're starting to take for granted because they are becoming regulars. It's We're losing that brand new car smell, if you will, with them. But, but the beauty of it is, is Allegri is allowing for continuity. Yes. Five games where you have Locatelli, Fajoli, and Rabbit Goat. Like those guys have been starting to play consistently. So we have the continuity coming in and it's working. Everyone's starting to gel. Uh, Like, for example, again, Rebio saying, hey, I got the defensive end. Locatelli, you move the balls forward. Fajoli, you chip the passes up top. It works. It's working. And last game, we saw. A lot more movement through the left, not relying on Quadrado, saying, hey, Costage, you've been on fire. Maybe we should move this ball through Rabio, through Costage, bring it up that left flank. And that's starting to work a lot more. There's a lot of these little things that are starting to click now. And, I mean, we, we're not even at that 100%. We're not even at that 80% solution yet. But imagine, imagine how dangerous that could be when we, when we really start getting this momentum build up. Once... Even once we get to up to, I don't know, what, what do you think our efficiency level is up right now? We have our injuries. Uh, we have these youngsters coming in. We're probably at like a solid 60, 60 yeah. to 70. 60, 60, I would say 65%. So what happens when we get up to 75, 80%? We start running. That's what I'm excited about. Do we see that in the new year? I think so. I'd be surprised. Because the thing is, is like, guys, you say what you want about Pogba, but the dude's a baller. So him coming in, especially with Chiesa fully fit, like you guys saw the impact Chiesa had against Inter and Lazio. <laughs> Just imagine him fully healthy. And and Di Maria healthy. Now they can split hours or minutes as well. Uh, you don't have to put old man Rab or <laughs> old man Rab, old man the Di old Maria man on. <laughs> you don't got to put the old man out for so many minutes. Yeah, you have that depth, right? So... I don't know. There's there's so many avenues of positivity of seeing in this team right now, and and we don't have to try to fake it as we kind of did a few weeks ago in previous podcasts. We're like, okay, let's really dig out some of these positives here, so we don't just spend the next hour and a half bitching at you. And I mean, it's good. It's good for your health to to think positively, of course, and we want to do that. But like we haven't shot up about finding all the positive things, but because that now now we're overflown with them. So maybe no, we need somebody to bring us back to earth. Is somebody out there in the live to like smack us in the face and tell us that we're insane? 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because come on, man. Like, uh, what? Probably mid January or early January is when we're gonna see like a front three of Dusan, Fede, and then Di Maria or Kostic. And then you have Pogba. You know the midfield is going to be interesting. Is it going to be Rabiot, Locatelli, Pogba? Or is it going to be Pogba, Locatelli, Fajoli? Uh, these are all the questions now. And and these are the good, the positive questions It's a good questions problem to have. Yes. Good problem to have. Uh, so Arslan asked when we will see Fede, Deuce, and Pogba play together. Pogba's the big question mark, really. Otherwise, I would just say January. Yeah, I, I would too depending just barring anything crazy at the world cup happening but yeah yeah so we'll see i don't think pogba is playing in the world cup obviously fede is not as well but uh dv9 vlavich of course playing for serbia so we'll see we'll see how many of these guys go for a deep run uh rabio playing for france might go deep serbia has a bit of a chance mccann not going anywhere or to, like, go deep in the World That's Cup. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I had to do oh, it. Oh, that was Man, so yes. So... You, were just, you, were just, you were just talking about going deep for, like, the last five minutes, and I was like, I got to throw in a Michael Scott in here. We got we to gotta go for it. Yes, going deep, going deep. My wife's actually watching The Office right now upstairs, so it's at some point. Why not? That's I finally perfect, got her. Perfect homage. Yeah, I finally got her hooked onto it. She won't stop watching it now. After all these years, I've watched it like five times. She's she hasn't admitted that she likes it, but she likes it. <laughs> so she's just like watching it in spite. She's like, she's like, I'm sick yeah. and tired of Dave making all these memes and references <laughs> and stuff, and I don't even know what they are. So she's like, starts watching it just for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, you she's know, a Netflix I... watcher, so good for her. I'm proud of her. You know, I think though, out of all of the, because it's like a 2000 sitcom, I think the most memeable 2000 sitcom is how i met your mother uh the most memeable you think so yeah. okay come on neil patrick harris is barney stenson okay it's but we like, don't do the whole legendary thing that yeah we much. don't do that here i mean unless we want to switch turin giants into how to pick up turin chicks or something <laughs> no i don't know i'm gonna have to disagree i think it's still 2000s you still uh I don't know. I have this bias towards the office. It's got to be the office. Really? Prove me wrong. Prove, prove I, me the, wrong. It's the office. The only, the only thing I think of is the Michael Scott. That's what she said. And then the chili. Spilling oh, the chili in the office. There's so many. Okay. So like, for instance, a guy in my, in my office where I work, he has those Bozu balls, the inflatable balls. And he comes okay. in like a little base with the wheel so you can roll around. And he sits on this. And he's a bit of a bigger dude. I mean, he, he could probably lose a couple pounds or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? So he sits on this thing when he does desk work. And he's convinced that this is what helps him lose weight. And he's going to get these sweet abs. That is straight out of the office. That happened in the office where Dwight is sitting on this bozu ball, rocking back and forth, working his abs out. And he literally says... Oh, these are. This is good for my posture. It's good for my core. Whatever. Like, the office happens in real life. This is why the office is great because it is real life. Yeah, but come on, man. Like, uh, what is it? 
the one episode. So I was so for the fans at home, I my family owns a restaurant. So I'm walking into it this weekend and I hear someone talking about the naked man. So the context, the naked man is this episode on how I met your mother, where the entire cast is butt naked. Uh, that's literally like butt naked in front of the person that they're dating or their significant other. And they're seeing if it actually works because there's this guy that dates Robin and he did the naked man. And she's like, oh, well, screw it. I'll do it. And, it. and it worked. And the guy was saying, Hey, a one in three or works two out of three times. So, and then like, I heard that conversation at the restaurant where it's like, yeah, you know, I heard this move and blah, blah, blah. And it's a bunch of youngsters. It's like 21, 20, 20 year olds. Oh, so what do they know? So, yeah, I'm like sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, like, how the hell do you guys know about this? And like, well, that yeah, Boomer, weird. of course we know it. I'm like, you guys watch How I Met Your Mother? Well, and then here's the crazy thing. So there's a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother called How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Yeah, nobody watched that, though. I, I heard it sucked. and They carry, <laughs> they needed the old cast to make cameo appearances to come into it. But oh, still, man. is there... Well, yeah, there is, a, there is a spinoff to The Office. It's called Parks and Rec. I wouldn't call that a spinoff. I'll just call that a copycat. Is it? Regardless... Whatever. The Office is my favorite. I don't care what you say. How You Met Your Mother is great. But maybe that can be a poll that we put on YouTube. Listeners. But the, a- moral of, the moral of the story is, though, guys, that Massimiliano Allegri is the Dwight of The Office. He's the Dwight. Why? Because he, he's just awkward? and Yes. I mean, he's Italian Kanye. That's what we established <laughs> with Sam. Because he just says some random stuff. I'm telling you, could you could you picture Allegri sitting next to Agnelli with a Bosu ball just bouncing? <laughs> like, oh, I kind of could actually, yeah. Yeah, and then like if you've ever seen Allegri's Dancing with the Stars in Italy clip where he has, because like you know that like mean mug that he always makes where he's like smiling like this every time. Yeah, with the teeth. Yeah, the teeth. So it's like. Um, even during his dance, during Dancing with the Stars, he had the same facial expression the entire dance. Yeah, yeah he wouldn't. It all. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of creepy that way, isn't he? He's the Italian Dwight. Oh, man. Okay, so maybe we're on to something. We need some more memes here. Uh, of course, memes don't work that well on the podcast format. So, uh, yeah, once again, I, get, I mean, guys, get on the YouTube as well so we can... So we can meme the hell out of you. If this format works best, I totally get it. That's how I got into this whole thing. Uh, Farhad was my first. He popped my cherry when it came to Juventus podcast. Juventus he content was, in general. He was very gentle. He caressed his hair and everything. Mm-hmm. See, I came back. I came back for more. So he was gentle. So guys, um, of course, if you're on the YouTube and you haven't been to the podcast, check out the podcast. If you're a podcast listener and you haven't checked out the YouTube, what are you waiting for? So many exciting things here. I mean, we get live feeds from the game. Kevin McIntyre gets on his iPhone, gives gives us live feeds straight from the stadiums on game day. So you, you need to you need to check this out. You can always watch the replays, but of course the conversation happens here as well. It's it's just it's just fun. So guys, please like please subscribe and as a bonus right now just to everyone because you're listening to this right now we are on a campaign to get 1000 subscribers 
So 10% off at theturngiants.com right now. Use coupon code TG1000, 1000. So, I mean, type the numbers out. Don't type 1000. TG1000, 10% off at turngiants.com. Uh, if you are on the audio, or sorry, on the videos, I am wearing our brand new sweater as well. You can pick that up. So check it out. Of course, at the 1,000 subscribers, we're going to give away one of these sweaters. So tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your papa, tell tell Zio Nick. Just, just tell, tell the girl that dumped you when you were 16. I don't care. Tell everyone we're going to make this great. You guys are making it great with us. Jokes <laughs> on you. I didn't have a girlfriend when I was 16. Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, that's sad. That's sad. Oh, Otherwise, thanks, we... thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll gloss over that. We won't let you. No, don't don't cry. <laughs> we don't need you crying right now. So uh, just to close up. I mean, we've kind of discussed it. But objectively taking all things into account. What is your final grade for the first 21 games? So all things included, Europe, League, where do you stand? I'm, I'm going to go with a B-. minus. B- probably, an, probably an unpopular opinion, and everyone are going to skin me in the comments, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> it it's honestly because the thing is, is like I'm looking at two things. One, points. Two, team establishment. And then three, Obviously, international competitions. International competitions, we flopped. F, obviously. Uh, points, I'd give it an A because where we are at the table. Yes, Napoli's 10 ahead, but they're kind of an anomaly just because of their run. But we're there. A. Uh, as far as like team structure, I'm going to give it a B minus. B minus, B, B plus ish, somewhere around that range in the solid B area. Reason is, is because, again, the six consecutive clean sheets, establishing a formation and sticking with it consistently, building that continuity, playing players in, trying to discover what works, figuring out what works, and then maintaining it. I think that's huge. So if you average it out, it drops us somewhere in the B, B minus, B something. So I, I'm a big fan of it. If we get the Europa League, I'm happy to. I think because we're in a good position to go for a run. Allegri ball always pe always uh, starts rolling in January and February. So once everybody's fully fit and healthy at the same time, watch out, Syria. It's on site. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree, Syria. But here's how I have to break it down. And this is difficult for me because I feel like it's a B. I agree with you. A B minus. But how do we rate how, how much weight is allocated to the champions league and as juventini 30. we put quite a yeah 30 percent. we failed 30 percent of our mark i mean so we went to the europa league so how much of that 30 percent did we actually get 10 let's be fair maybe 10 and we're now in third so that's then, the other 70 percent. but we've we haven't played all that 70 percent yet right of that 70%, we've played about 40% of it. So we've done 30-ish percent. And of that 30%, we've done... We haven't been perfect. We're in third. So let's say 25 of that 30%. So that's 25%. 
plus the other 10% for Europe. That's at 35% for 45% of the, the season. So that's coming in sort of like that C plus range. Like when you break it down in these numbers and try try to put numbers to it. Well, I think maybe we can raise the the uh, the European competition to a fifteen because we're in the Europa League. It's not like we completely crashed out. I get, it, but but this is yeah, sort of I, it's it's in that it. in between, right? You're saying yeah, B minus. B minus. That's I'm not saying a solid B. I'm saying more of a B minus. So. You know when you're in school and you have like the two big papers, you have the two terms, right? And you have one big paper per term. We just we do fl- exams. I'm trying to make an analogy here, right? I know. I'm just, okay. I'm a busting. I'm a, <laughs> so, a breaking your balls. So there's two big papers in in this particular subject in school. Okay. One for each semester. There's two semesters. We've done the first one. We failed our first big paper. We've aced everything else, but that big paper we failed. And that's why right now we're at the sea and we're struggling and we got to pick her up for the rest of the season. And we can we can still get that A. We can grab the A. Maybe an A minus. We're not getting the heavy A. But we can do that. We can still get that B plus, that A minus, but we got to work for it. We're not quite there. But man... We, we've got the lickings from our parents. He got the report card. Dad, Dad beat us. He did not like what he saw. Daddy we learned our lesson. Daddy and Nelly gave us the wooden spoon and broke it right over our ass cheek, guys. But we're acing. We're acing every other exam from here on out. We're getting that second paper. We're going to ace that one, too. Guys, we're going to graduate with honors this year. You're, you're, you'll see. I'm calling it now. I know it's easy. We're gonna we're gonna get that uh we're gonna get that a. <laughs> going for Juventus twenty twenty three Squidetti champions. There it is. Uh, and there's they're asking again. Sam's asking TG one thousand. It's ticking right across the screen right here. TG one thousand for the ten uh, percent off. You know, it's like Tony Stark's "I love you three thousand, but for us it's TG one thousand. <laughs> there you go. More more references to early two thousands crap. Um. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so, I mean, we, we've kind of agreed for the most part. We're in that C plus. We're in that B minus. Uh, we've done okay. We have a ways to go. Of course, if you guys disagree, get on those comments. Let us know, because we want to know. Um, I, I think there's a lot of room for discussion on this, really. So let's continue that discussion. Uh, man, six six weeks, six weeks we gotta wait. That's gonna kill me. I gotta talk, talk about blue balls. Yeah, you know it's like this season really is like a drama. It's like a really good TV show where like we're at the mid mid season finale and we just got left with a dastardly good cliffhanger. Or it's like those uh those shows now that they'll just stop for like two months for no reason, just to cliffhanger you. It's like the ten; they'll have ten episodes, but only five at a time. Can't stand that, man. Like, you're just you're just teasing me at that point. Uh, the, Walking Dead, naughty. I think, did that. Yeah, oh, there's a few shows. Man, that's such a terrible show. It is. I we've trashed enough shows today. I think you've trashed enough. I I watch one show. I just keep on watching the the one same show, which is The Office, and you have to put me down for it. I like I one show, guys. <laughs> I, I didn't play. I, nope. Uh, so, 
Is it is the TG one thousand active yet, or is it? It better be. He said he was doing. If it's not active, I will yell. He said it will take two minutes, so I will yell at Farhad if it's not. Um, I mean, I, I won't do it now because it's going to completely ruin the flow of this podcast. So I'll I'll check it as soon as we're done here. I'll check it if it's not working. I'm on the horn with Farhad. I'm going to let it fire off up under his ass. Get this going. Um. Man, we miss him. We miss him here. Let's not forget Farhad. Uh, am I pronouncing it wrong? I, he told me I'm pronouncing uh, it wrong. Yeah, you got to say Farhad. Farhad, yes. I'm saying Hard, it too Hard. much like an Englishman. Yeah, you're going Farhad. Farhad. It's Farhad. Farhad. Okay, I'm saying there it. Sorry. I mean, let's let's give this man the respect that he deserves. He is the OG. He is the boss, man. He's still here. So just because he see me in Dash rolling on the podcast or on the youtube it doesn't mean that we're the be all end all farhad is is killing on the back scenes so is nylash so is kevin and we got uh zaki here rolling in as well gonna be helping us out so the community is growing uh not only on the channel itself with contributors but the followers whether it's on the pod uh whether it's on the youtube or even the instagram and twitter the community as a whole is growing so i thank you everyone for that and whatever the platform is just just thank you i know not everyone is everywhere we pick and choose we have our preferences so however however you interact with us uh that's great and thank you uh dash do you have any parting comments before we kick off on this episode 204 and the break into the world cup I do. I'm going to do my, my little my little speech here. But, hey, the season was long. The first half, three quarters, seven-eighths. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so the first uh, first one and a half or three halves of this was it, it sucked, man. The beginning sucked. You know, we had some excitement from the Sosuelo game, and then we kind of hit a lull. And then we kind of picked it up, and then we hit a lull. And then we we're starting to really gradually go forward. And this is hap- and this happens in football, guys. It's part of, it's part of the way of life, man. Think of think of a uh, story arc of a show or of a movie or a series. We have the call to adventure, which was us sucking and us overcoming a lot of those hurdles and obstacles with us being bad. And I think now that we've finally gotten the issues that we were focusing on and struggling, we're moving forward. We're going forward. We're doing stuff. And we're going to kick Napoli's ass in January. I'm Dash Faisal. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Turin Giants <laughs> Podcast. Take it away, Dave. Oh, thank you, Dash. Thank you, as always, for your little tidbits, uh, your dad jokes, your uh, your mom jokes, all your jokes. Love them all. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. This is episode 204 of the Turin Giants Podcast. And as tradition here on the YouTube Three minutes remaining in the first half. I well, guess we Lincoln can play that too. Possessed and he's put his defense in trouble here. Ken over the top. Providel nowhere. Juventus take the lead. Boys. All right. But I really meant to play this. But we love a little millet goal on the back end of this podcast. Do a little bit of ASMR here for you guys as we outro you guys. Hopefully you're falling asleep now as we lull you and all our good vibes from Juve and the Turin Giants. And uh, also, you wanna, we can give you guys a uh, clip, of, 
yesterday, Dave, too. Just ah, but Keen, Keen dinks it over, dinks it over. It's in. Woo! Now that's dialogue to end your night on. He dinks it over, and it's in. Oh man, the innuendo. We can't help ourselves, guys. Thank you again. Uh, there is more to come. It is the break, but it doesn't mean we're break. Yeah, we're taking a couple of days off, but we're coming back at you later on. We love you all. Good night. Episode 204 is out. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>